Welcome to We Think, We Talk, sponsored by Select Care Pharmacy, a pharmacy that is non-retail but that services the smallest of group homes to the largest of skilled nursing facilities with prompt attention and care and world-class customer service. All right, welcome back to We Think, We Talk. Now, this is a great episode that I'm really excited to have because it couldn't be anybody better but my wife of a couple of months, almost 25 years, that has been in the health profession. She's wanting to throw gum into my cup, but it's actually my cup that I'm drinking out of. So just hand me your gum. That's fine. See, this is what's fun on We Think We Talk. But I brought Lori, which obviously Lori Garrison. So welcome, Lori. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I, I couldn't think of anything better because, like I said, in a couple of months, we'll, been, we'll, we'll have been married 25 years, high school sweethearts, um, got married a couple of years out of high school, went to school together, both in the healthcare profession. Uh, Lori is a nurse, uh, as am I. Um, so obviously through the years, there's been a lot to talk about. So, obviously, on the show, we think we talk. I can't think of anybody better, like I said at the beginning, than have you. Because we've talked so much, but I don't know that we've ever sat down like this and really had a conversation where others could kind of share our life in healthcare. And probably more, I'd like to talk about, too, um, it's the last couple of years. Um, we have two boys. Uh, that a lot of the listeners won't know. So we raised a family with both of us working in healthcare the whole time. Now we didn't have them over the last two years. We've had no, 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 no. One, <laughs> one, one is almost twenty, and the other one is seventeen. Um, but they've been in our life for a long time. We'll say that. Yes. And they have had to endure our life as healthcare workers. Wouldn't you say that's fair? Yeah. So I was. I was thinking a good topic today would be to talk about, um, it's kind of two things, but how healthcare workers, how it impacts your whole family. Because mm -hmm. I don't know if um, the public really knows what healthcare workers go through. It's not just a job. And no. especially, it's so important right now during the pandemic to really recognize all healthcare workers and understand, I don't know if we can leave you today with a little bit of understanding of just what healthcare workers, not only what you go through even before a pandemic and how it infect, affects your family life and your marriage, mm -hmm. you know, everything that you do en encompasses this job um, that's not just a job, but how the pandemic has affected it even so much more. So we really wanted to give a shout out today to the healthcare workers and right. just really maybe shine a little light on what they go through, just like on a daily basis or so everyone could maybe have a better sense of knowing, you know, just what a healthcare worker goes through. Well, and I think a lot of people and me and you've talked about this through the years, but a lot of people don't understand the definition of a healthcare worker. And it is so broad because 
really in healthcare, you and I both, whether it be in the hospital setting, whether it be in a, a, a facility setting, there are many people that play in, you know, play a role to making healthcare work. Everyone from the top, your management, to everybody that is you know, super important, like your dietary department, <laughs> your housekeeping departments, um, your accounting departments, and then certainly your your CNAs, your nurses, your doctors. So, you know, people, you hear the word healthcare worker, and a lot of people automatically assume doctor, nurse. But this yeah, affects a lot more people. It's such a collaboration right. of many people doing many jobs to make everything work. And I think in the last, especially the last two years, there has been people that have been put in the healthcare role that probably never anticipated they'd be considered a healthcare worker. Kind of like we're, I, I, I was speaking with a mutual friend of ours um, that just retired as a police officer, mm-hmm. but he got put into that role. You know, where obviously his job, he had thought many years ago when he started 25 years ago or so would be to be a police officer. He never realized that he would be involved directly a frontline healthcare worker and a pandemic caused that mm-hmm. to happen. So I think a lot of people have gone unrecognized yes, um, through this, but really what have you seen emotionally? Because, you know, I have my own thoughts, but you know, I want yours too. Um, well, I was just remembering like, when I became a nurse uh-huh. and why I went, I went to nursing school because I saw my mother have a heart attack. Um, and that was in 1991. Yeah, I was 14 and she had a massive heart attack. Yeah, I don't do I, the math. I, <laughs> I witnessed, you know, witnessed that, went through it and saw the health coworkers and what all they did and what a difference they made because she was in the hospital a very long time. And I thought, hmm, I would love to do that. One day, and um, and one of the things they said about nursing is it's the art of caring, and I think that's very true, because if you just go in, it's not a profession you go into for a paycheck or or just no. to clock in and clock out. I mean, it's and I think at the beginning though, a lot of people you. do think it, they they look at it from the financial point, uh, but the people that have done it a long time. The financial is now the very last thing they're thinking of. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah. And it's also um, so many different settings that you're in. If you're in a hospital, you know, but you are a part of that person's life in possibly one of their weakest moments. And you, I mean, that becomes a part of you. You take that with you. And I don't know if you, even at the moment, you may not realize it, but, and it may not sink in if you're, you know, super busy, you know, but you are impacting that person's life at a time that could be, you know, super important in their life. And you, and it's important to you too. And I think a lot of nurses, I don't know, I know I did, compartmentalize a lot mm-hmm. of it. So to get through a shift or whatever, mm-hmm. but eventually, you know, it does catch up with you and you realize, you know, if you think back right. to the lives that, and the people that you've come across or if you see someone out in public one day or whatever, and you want them all to be good stories and positive stories, but that's not the way the world works, unfortunately. And so it does have an impact emotionally on you that a lot of times you do carry home to your family. One thing 
that I can think of right away just listening to that is you said this a million times over the years about me. And clearly, I know it's true. I just don't ever want to admit it. But you'll say, gosh, you, you, you talk so much to people, everybody else at work and things like that. When you come, when you come home, you don't talk. You'll shut down. And I think it's honestly because of just what you said. It's I'm trying or have tried to make things so much better for the people in their weakest moments and talk to them and talk to their families and on the telephone with other secondary health care providers trying to, you know, get things accomplished or whatever it may be. And then a lot of us are different. I know you're an emotional person. Like you, you are very emotional and you will show that right away when you're in the right place, you know, to do so. I think for me, I didn't realize it, but that was a coping mechanism when I would come home from work and you thought I was just being quiet. I think it was just my way of sort of trying to absorb everything that's happened. And, you know, it's like your kids, you know, and I hate to, to make it that way. But to me, you know, you would, you would jump in front of a car for, or I would jump in front of a car for you and our kids. I feel like I would have done the same for uh, a lot of my patients and to take that burden home with you. And then you also have that home life, everything else, you know, the power bill still there, the water bill, uh, the dogs barking, the kids need to go somewhere to basketball games or tournaments and do things. There has to be supper cooked and you're already just, you've already had a 12, 14 hour. I mean, if you're lucky, uh, yeah, emotional experience. Now you're coming home and having to all of a sudden things be okay. And that's a big thing too that I don't know if if people really realize, but the hours, you know, as a bedside nurse, and I was a bedside nurse, it's a 12-hour shift, but it turns into 14 oh, yeah. plus. I mean, and a lot of times you do them three days in a row. It's, it, it's exhausting. And like I was talking about, um, to get through your shift, a lot of times, you know, you just, it's not that you're task oriented, no. but you have to, you spend so much time with each person mm -hmm. and it's not just the patient, but you get to know their families. And, um, so for a brief moment, you're like a part of their family. And so it's just a lot that nurses do. And I wanted to share, um, most nurses in their graduation ceremony they do a painting ceremony and they do the florence nightingale right pledge so i was going to share that Let me remind us of what that was i haven't heard it in a long time so and obviously i didn't we didn't we didn't talk about this before we came because you know exactly what we were going to talk about but what is it but it is a it's the florence nightingale pledge and it's from 1893 i solemnly pledge myself before god and in the presence of this assembly to pass my life in purity and to practice my profession faithfully. I will abstain from whatever is deleterious and mischievous and will not take or knowingly administer any harmful drug. I will do in my power to maintain and elevate the standard of my profession and will hold in confidence all personal matters committed to my keeping and all family affairs coming to my knowledge and the practice of my calling. 
With loyalty will I endeavor to aid the physician in his work and devote myself to the welfare of those committed to my care. And so even in 1893, such a pledge like that shows the importance of a nurse or, I mean, this is specifically for nurses, but any healthcare worker. That's a lot. It encompasses so much. I mean, you're pledging so much. It's You're, um, you're basically, you. It. I, I hate to compare it this way, but, you know, there's, you know how a priest pledges his life and he does that work? Essentially, you're, when you take that oath, you're doing the same thing. You've, you've given up your life for your profession. And where that really comes into importance now is with this pandemic. I mean, there's many healthcare workers that have lost their life. Right. And, I mean, they're doing everything they can, and that's when you do realize that they are putting their lives I mean, you're, the person they're taking care of, they're putting their life before their own. Right. And that's when your job is not a job or profession. It takes on a different... You're, you're not looking at it that way. That's a personal no. decision that you're taking on. Nobody and, woke you up and made you go. You yeah, decided to go in yourself. All, I mean, I look at it like the military, which right. is weird. No, I get it. It's kind of like the mili- like front line workers or you know and haven't just everything that this pandemic has brought over the past two years and you think it's gone away and now we're seeing more with the delta Mm -hmm. variant and it's just that's why i just wanted to really give a shout out to the healthcare workers all healthcare or anybody in healthcare right because they are heroes and i think you know, I know they go, you know, I know people are recognizing them. And um, I know when I go to work, uh, there's signs that um, in schools that they've made and they hang up and they say healthcare heroes and are have a super cake, you know, like superhero things. So I know that, you know, the, the public does know and everyone, but I just wanted to really make it, make everyone aware that how much goes into a day. I mean, um, or a life. life of a healthcare worker. It's not just a job. It is it's part of your life and it's part of your soul. Well, and I want to say this, even before pre-pandemic, okay? Let's talk about this. Over the last 25 years, obviously, we've had I don't know how many days that is, but that's a lot of days. There's been Probably countless times. I, I can't even remember, and this is a true statement, that you literally come home just in tears. Mm-hmm. Um, and we never go directly in, you know, obviously we don't break HIPAA. We try to maintain our distance in our professional world. But obviously something emotionally has impacted or hit you. And I know that's the case for not just you, for, for millions of healthcare workers that have been doing this, whether it be a week or forever. I remember specifically, and I do want to recognize her, um, I had a professor, uh, Beth Schultz, in nursing school, Mm -hmm. Dr. Beth Schultz. Um, She's now in Indiana, but I will make sure she hears this because she is great. And, uh, you know, obviously obviously she's become a good friend of of, um, ours. Yeah. Um, 
and she's definitely somebody that I look up to because I remember sitting in uh, nursing school. And this, it probably was the first week, if not the first day, and I'll have to ask her about this. But she said, you guys need to be ready because I'm getting ready. You're going to go through uh, boot camp. You think this is going to be a class, but I'm going to prepare you to go to war. And see, that even brings chills to me now realizing that she was preparing us for a moment that we never thought would come because it was hard enough already because, there, you know, pandemic has not took away diseases and uh, and comorbidities that ex- have existed forever. This has just added a huge, huge element into the mix. And it does feel like war. Uh, it's it's just an emotional battle because how do you talk to a family or how do you comfort a resident regardless of the diagnosis, um, knowing the outcome and knowing that, you know, the situation is not good, but yet you have to be the strong one and you have to do that day in and day out. When When is there a time for a healthcare worker for somebody to be the strong one for them? Yeah. And, and I realize, you know, the answer to that is, you find comfort within each other. You know, you, you obviously I find comfort in you, but because you're a healthcare worker and you understand and, and, and vice versa. But it's, I think sometimes, you know, people don't understand what that healthcare, that healthcare worker has endured. And so they have to reach out to other healthcare workers. So even today's show, you know, we want to, I want to acknowledge that, that we're here for you. I know both of us are. I mean, you can always contact or send us an email. Um, it's, it's, uh, you can always send an email to Andy at selectcarerx.com with any question. Um, or if, if you just need to express yourself about the show or a thought that you have or something you'd like brought up, um, because I want to be there for you. I know you do because mm-hmm. you're constantly on the phone with your mm-hmm. friends that are in this, uh, in, in the healthcare industry. And I always hear you giving compassion and, mm-hmm. and understanding. I think understanding is the biggest attribute we can give right now. Um, what's, what, you know, there's a difference between what sympathy and empathy mm-hmm. and, if you've walked a mile in their shoes, which I know you have for sure, when someone's telling you something, it breaks your heart because you can feel the pain in their voice and they just want to release their day. So I, I think, you know, today's show was really just an honor mm-hmm. of the healthcare workers and saying that, you know what, I know the signs are up. I know that people have recognized you. I know there's kids in elementary schools right now that now – want to be a superhero, want to be a nurse, want to be a doctor again. Uh, because there's a, I want to talk about this. And there's also a lot a shortage. of people that came out of retirement that came back in Think about to that. help out. Um, that amazes In a time me. of need. I mean. So that's, and when I went at nursing school, same thing. It was, <laughs> it was like boot camp or whatever. Oh, it was boot camp. It was preparing you for boot something. Boot camp would be like, it was super hard. And a lot of my instructors were, mili- were military right. nurses. So, yeah, but I don't think this is something that 
you could ever prepare for what we've went through the past two years. Um, well, the courage. Never anything like it um, in, my, in no. our time. And so it's just super important to get that out there that if you, you know, I don't know if we can hug yet or whatever. I'm a hugger, but pray if you if you're a praying person, pray for the healthcare workers. I mean, there this is a lot, and that they're going through every day in and day out. And um, also, I wanted to just throw in this is a yeah. side note, but this is case management week, and so. I'm going to give a shout out to all the case managers out there and all the hard work that they do. Um, yeah, I think I think that that is a really unrecognized part of healthcare that people don't really realize what, you know, a case manager has to deal with and do. So, yeah, definitely a shout, shout out, out to, to those guys for case management week, but But you brought up something that still I have to go back to that you t- it takes a special kind of person uh, I don't know that the strength, you could even describe it, or kind of like we were, when we were talking to the producers before we even sat down about, uh, you know, the strength in people, or, you know, how you can, you can't write this down in a book throughout your life because there's so much information, but for somebody to already be financially stable, comfortable in their little life, they've worked for 30 or 40 years as a, as a nurse or doctor or CNA or anything in healthcare. And then all of a sudden, a pandemic occurs, and they stand up on their own will, and some even travel to other states that need assistance. That blows my mind. That shows that it wasn't about the paycheck. Mm-mm. And the giving of oneself is amazing to see that, because we're, a lot of people don't realize the public, you know, there's a worker. There's a work shortage everywhere right now. Okay, obviously you, you know that. I know that. I think the world has is is ob- that's obvious to everybody right now. But there's such a healthcare shortage right now that it's it's scary. I mean, it's uh, you know, and you have to ask yourself why. And this is even a shortage with all those people standing up and coming out of retirement. So what would you say to somebody? And this is just a question that I. I I hadn't even talked to you about, but I would like to know your thoughts. What would you say to somebody that is young right now in school, say, you know, going, getting ready to graduate high school, getting ready to go to college and thinking about being a nurse? I would say to them to realize that it's a lifestyle. It is definitely a lifestyle. It's not just a job. It's not just a profession. It is a lifestyle. It will definitely affect how does it affect you your personally, life? Personally, emotionally, um, your family will be impacted. I mean, the long shifts. The, the how many arguments would you say we've had just due to our stress of our jobs? Yeah, just stress, tiredness. Your families. You know, I worked third shift for so long, so I wasn't at home to tuck my babies in at night, and so that's something that you give up. Um, well, here's one thing that I, I think back about dedication. With our two boys, you worked up until with our first son, Noah, you worked until when? Before he was born. Like a day before? <laughs> yeah. And then Nate, our... Well, actually, Nate, he was born the, the next day after I had worked. Entire so, shift. Yeah. So 
I mean, that's crazy dedication because that's hard enough already. Yeah. But what about the home life? Let's talk about that because we we touched and we've obviously saluted all of our healthcare workers, which, you know, this is what it's about. But one thing that I was going to add quickly is that I think it's also important for healthcare workers to have some kind of, if you like to read, if you like to watch movies, if you like to walk, that you have to have something to do to take your mind, if only for 30 minutes to an hour a day, off of what you've went through or witnessed that day. Mm-hmm. So that's, I encourage any healthcare worker to find something. If it's music, we were talking about music. Mm-hmm. We love music. If it's listening to music for an hour, if it's, you know, dancing in your house, whatever, take an hour for yourself every day. It's so important. And listen, I, I can tell you this for yourself because you deserve it. You've earned it. You deserve it. And take that time because the world needs you right now. And we can't, you you know, you have to be there for everyone else. So you have to take care of yourself in order to be there for others. So take time for yourself and don't neglect yourself during these busy times. Um, really be there. Just find something, anything. What? Sitting outside <laughs> for 30 minutes or walking your dog, whatever. Just take time for yourself and take a moment to step away from all the stress and anxiety. And, and we know that's harder to do than it, than it sounds. Yeah, I'm preaching to the choir, but um, that's so important because you don't want to lose, you know, yourself and all of this. And um, Well, we're talking about music. One thing I enjoy that we do, and I think it's just something – that we enjoy, and obviously, if it was recorded, it'd be hilarious. So this would probably be like on America's Funniest Videos or something. <laughs> but anytime we get a chance to be in the car together, we have concerts, <laughs> and I mean it's ridiculous. But for that whatever ride, like we just we we had to go to a conference, so um, it gave us you know four hours in the car, and you know what surprised me about this time though. You usually sleep after about 30 minutes of a concert, what we call a concert is nothing but, but uh, playing songs in our playlist. Lori will go to sleep on a car ride, like in a heartbeat. I mean, it does, I mean, it's like, that's her go-to. I think her favorite activity is sleeping, which is fine. But one thing I noticed about this four hour car ride is you didn't go to sleep. You were awake the whole time. And I found that just highly unusual. And, you know, we weren't getting having a concert the whole time at all. I mean, but there was just a lot of silence with music playing in the background. And that spoke to me in volumes for you about stress. Um, because normally, you know, without going to say, you know, personally, you've had a very stressful last couple of weeks. And, but that shows me that stress can affect because with you not going to sleep, in the car, even after 20 minutes of driving, mm-hmm. it, may, it makes you realize the stress and burdens that you're carrying mm-hmm. on you. Um, you know, I was also thinking, too, one thing that I enjoy doing, and I didn't really realize it until you were saying, you know, take some time for yourself, 
is I like to think back, and of course, no names, and I really can never, never discuss this with anybody. I could never put it into a book, but I've had certain patients over the years that have made me laugh so hard, mm-hmm. you know, just said the funniest things. And really, they're in, the, they're in the worst possible situation during that time, but they will make you feel comfortable. They'll it's, make you laugh. It'll also be like a... There's so many humbling experiences when you go to work and you're, let's say, you've had whatever, a bad day, trying to get your kids to do their homework, doing laundry, what a busy day. So you go to work and you're carrying all that. And then you're taking care of someone who's going through so much and they're like, well, how are you doing? How is your day today? You know, they're asking you that. And that's a humbling experience because you're like, it kind of puts you in check. Like, (laughs) okay, I'm sitting here whining about my day, you know. And so you do get to see people and you get to see their strengths come through at a time when, you know, you would think someone would have weakness, but you get to see their strengths come through in that time. And that's, that speaks volumes too. So it It is a very rewarding, you asked what I would say, I would tell um, if, you know, someone was interested. It is very rewarding, um, and you're never going to be ready. I mean, at <laughs> any moment, you could have something new, and so it's always, you're learning always, too, which is great, um, but it is very rewarding. Um, you just have to... You have, you have, I think, I think you can't mentally prepare for it. I, I have a lot of times that I've been asked to speak with, whether it be a classroom of up and coming nurses or different colleges or whether, you know, just a speaking engagement. And I always tell this story, which you know, because you were there for, but I can never forget this. So my first night of being a nurse, you know, we're done with school, you know, NCLEX is finished, boom, you're a nurse, okay? And and uh, I was working, and it was my first night off orientation, okay? So I can remember thinking when I was on orientation, the nurse that I was working with already knew all the patients, and really I thought, I've got this. I can do this. My very first night... I was, uh, it was second shift, and it was horrible for me because not only did I not have the person that I was orienting with, so I had to give out all the medications, talk to all the patients. Uh, I unfortunately had a patient also pass away. And I can remember the shift was supposed to be over at 11 o'clock. And I didn't get in my car until 2.30 or 3 a.m. And I can remember sitting there crying my eyes out, which I'm not a big crier. Now, you probably disagree. You're probably like, no, you watch a Hallmark commercial and cry. No, (laughs) but thinking that I just have gave everything I had to school, all that studying, all those for Dr. Schultz filling out the medication cards, which was $40 And everything that I'd just been through, and I don't want to do it. It was, it, was, it was over me. It was too much for me. I can't do it. And I just remember thinking I'd wasted all that time. But 
They do. So they do tell you, they would tell us in nursing school, you know, we're teaching you, but it really is on the job training. So prepare yourself. Um, and, and I was the same way. I, I used to go to the bathroom and cry and be like, <laughs> oh my goodness, what, what have I gotten into? But you suck it up and you go back out there and you finish your shift. But I don't know how I went back. You stick with it and, you know, you have to just hang in there and get through it. And the good one great thing about if we're speaking in nursing in general yeah. or healthcare, really, there's so many different options. If you find something that you don't like, you know, go somewhere else. You're not, you know, you, you can move in life and you can find what suits you and, and grow. Well, there are so many different options with being a nurse yeah. that you can do. There's just not necessarily bedside nursing, as they say. I mean, yeah. there's so many and roles. Even in bedside nursing, there's so many different field. I mean, areas. Um, if you like cardiac, you know, pulmonary, you will find what you like. And there's nothing wrong with you know going exploring, exploring different and yeah. finding what you like and. Like he was talking about travel nurse, and I know a lot of nurses that I worked with during the pandemic when it first started left and went to some of the heavy places where um, New York, I know, was, was where their were numbers somewhere. were so high, and they went and worked there, and so that was out of their comfort zone. But that's kind of with nursing, you have to be out of your comfort zone. You have to be willing to be out of your comfort zone and be ready for anything to happen and just, you know, go go with the flow. And, yeah. And, um, yeah. I think be prepared for anything is, is, is a true statement. And I would say I couldn't – We like we had just talked about while we were coming into the studio how we didn't know what a world would be like without music because you and I both love music, like mm. you said – would you think it's a fair statement to say that you you wouldn't know what life would be like if you wouldn't have been a nurse? Yeah, I mean it becomes I would and it's probably like a lot of people feel with their jobs or whatever, but it becomes a part of who you are. Yeah. Um I mean, even with our kids, I'm I'm just sitting here thinking about them and and our oldest son is is taking a class that he's actually got a midterm coming up. It's in um, uh, medical terminology, right? Mm -hmm. And it's so funny to 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 know the words that he already knows. Mm -hmm. You know, just from listening to us from a from him being a baby to now, that I didn't even realize that he picked up. You know, because it becomes it becomes our life, like our conversations, stuff that we read things that we pay attention to where I know that if we, if neither one of us would have become nurses, I don't know that would have paid attention to a lot of the, the information. So it is a lifestyle and it directly affects everybody around you, your family big time. But I will, I'll say that I'll throw this in there too. One thing that the pandemic and over the past two years yeah. has taught me is how important my family is because it forced me to take the time to slow down because I mean, I got affected. I was furloughed mm -hmm. twice. I mean, um, which 
I think it was a blessing. Yeah, that's what I'm looking back. Um, it was a blessing in disguise because it slowed you down. It's, it forced me to slow down, and we had family time that mm-hmm. we had never really had before because we, we never had. Because yeah, we we, mo- most of our life, we were like high fiving each other. I, you were coming in the door, and I was going out the door. And that was the story of our life. Uh-huh. I mean, forever. So, and I think that's also been a new for a lot of people. Just everybody, not even healthcare, spending more time with your family. That's probably been a good thing and a bad thing. I think it's for both, but it's definitely yeah. for me. It's been it's been a great thing, and it's also been a learning experience because you think you know your children or even your spouse. Like you know, you think you know them until you have to spend, say, 24 hours with them or you're working from home. And then you're, it's like all of a sudden you can't talk about your day because I was there for your day. But then all of a sudden you see parts of them that you didn't know before, uh, especially with our kids. I'm thinking of them more so. And it's important to realize, too, the people that couldn't be with their families because of the pandemic. I mean, you know. That's hard. And that's one thing that's hard, too, is people being in the hospital and their family members not being allowed to be be with them. And, well, that's sad, And too. that's new. And that's where I think, again, healthcare professionals, you know, they took that role on as well. You know, holding someone's hand when they're taking their last breath or... I know they would take iPads or whatever in the room right. and everything, but it's not the same as feeling a hand in, in your hand and a simple touch while you're taking your last breath. And that's a, something that, I mean, nurses have always been there and done mm-hmm. that, or healthcare workers. Yeah. But specifically during the pandemic, that's become. Um, higher a higher degree of that uh, because you know families could always be in the room and right. so that i think that's super hard well and families it, could always help direct health care and now they're just really having to put their faith in the healthcare worker mm-hmm. and it's hard to do it's hard to let go and let somebody else take over everything and that's why one thing i can say is if you put all your political agenda aside, put everything aside and know that everyone that is working in healthcare is doing it for your loved one. Right. I would, I think that, Especially during these times. And they're there doing nothing but giving themselves to take care of your loved one. And keep, you know, keep that in mind. I know it's hard because you go through so many stages and maybe angry, you can't, you know, because you can't see them. I would be too. Sure. But you have to keep in mind um, that person that's there, they're there, you know, they they care about that. Like, like I said earlier, person. nobody nobody they're made there. them come in. Yeah, because they could very easily be like, I'm done with this. You know, this is too much for me. And that's happened. Yeah, it's happened. So know that the people that are there are there for a reason, and that's to take care of your loved one. And that's why I just wanted to give a, you know, shout out to healthcare, all healthcare workers and just what they've went through throughout these past two years. And 
it's changed all of us. Um, Forever. Even, you know, not the whole public forever will be changed by what has happened um, the past two years. I know, you know, our older son, it was his graduation from high school. But he didn't really have a high school experience. He didn't get to. There was no prom. They didn't have prom. They didn't. And then our younger son, he had just gotten his driver's license and, you know, he couldn't drive. Now, see, that drove him insane because literally he wanted to drive to school and there was no school to drive to. Yeah. So it's literally impacted everyone. But just know that if there is a healthcare worker taking care of someone that you love or friend, family member, and they're doing it because they care and they're there because they're, they're choosing to be there. And, um, and, and that's a choice that comes with great love and affection, empathy, sympathy, you know, um, they're bringing all their skills that they have and they're trying to do everything that they can. So that's why it's so important just to, you know, remember them um, and know that everyone's trying to do their best that we can during these times to get through. Together. Well, I know what I, I know what you and I both and most everybody we know in the healthcare industry just know this: when we're doing something for your family member, we are doing what we would do for our own family member. We are trying our very best in giving everything that we have and we don't want anything for it. We're not expecting anything for it. We just want, you know, and to be quite honest with you, we have gotten to know your family members uh, on a level. And I know that little bit of time can't replace that many, many years you have with them. But no, just that little bit of time that that healthcare worker has spoke with them, has talked with them, has mentioned you, has kept family front and center, and has held your family member's hand, has cried with your family member, has laughed with your family member. They've done everything they can to comfort them. And believe it or not, they've also been praying for you too because they know the effects that it has on the patient and family mm-hmm. since you can't be there. Um. Anyway, I wish we had more time because we could sit there and you and I could talk forever. And and of course, you know, you'll be uh, a regular uh, uh, co-host on the show because um, <laughs> it, it, it there is no uh, Andy without Lori. So everybody knows that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, one thing I do want to ask, and this is a question that I'm going to ask everybody. So I'm going to ask you this too. All right. If you had to write a book today, what would be the title of that book? Mm. without fault family first i think that's already a book but and the importance of family importance of family well because that's what i've if, if you have to bring a positive out of a negative situation which this has definitely been a negative situation the positive for me would be is taught me the importance of my family mm-hmm. and how much they mean to me mm-hmm. and just treasure the moments because something small that seems like nothing will, could be the, the thing that one of your greatest memories, right? If that person were to no longer be there. And so treasure each moment, each day, that you have with someone because... And like you said, don't sweat the small stuff. 
Yeah, don't sweat. The, my daddy always says, <laughs> uh, and my daddy always taught me, don't sweat the small stuff. And so, but do remember the small stuff because the small things are what become the large things and the important things. It doesn't seem important at the time, but you'll remember it later and it'll be important. So, well, you're right. I mean, I, I've learned to treasure a lot more and notice a lot more since, especially the last couple of years. So, for that, I'm thankful that I've had a family to help push me through and and uh, help me recognize the importance of things that I would have missed, honestly. So that is a take back. But I want to thank you, obviously, for agreeing to come because uh, <laughs> she said, I don't know, this is my day off. I, <laughs> <laughs> but I know I wanted to definitely get your input because like, it, my personal opinion is nobody has a better input than you. Um, because, um, obviously for all of my life, uh, you've been my go-to for every question, uh, involving healthcare. If I have trouble making a decision, I will call you and, uh, you don't call me because, uh, <laughs> you're, you already know the answer. Um, but I want to, uh, once again, thank you all for listening to, uh, this episode. I hope uh, a lot of you found it helpful and comforting. Um, because it really was just for our healthcare workers to let you know that you're loved and you're greatly appreciated. And we can't say it enough. We can't show it enough, but know that we wanted to take time to make sure this got out there so you can hear this. And a lot of you will listen to it and can reflect on some of the things that we said, or if you would like to, we would love to hear from you and some of your stories or experiences. And like I said, you can always email me at www. Andy at SelectCare RX. And we'd also like to thank uh, SelectCare Pharmacy for sponsoring the show today. SelectCare Pharmacy is a world-class, definitely a world-class pharmacy, non-retail servicing our smallest of boarding homes to our largest uh, skilled nursing facilities and everything in between. Uh, with a hometown feel with modern technology. I mean, um, it kind of encompasses all that we've talked about today in relation to the pharmacy. Um, it's not a job for them. No. It is. Uh, it's a calling, and they're there. They are there for healthcare workers, families, everyone. They want the best for all parties involved uh, with Select Care Pharmacy, and so it kind of, you know, we would like to encompass that as well. Yes, Um, because this group of folks at the pharmacy, I've known many, many years. And, you know, um, Darren, you know, the owner of the pharmacy, I I do want to give him a shout out. Mm -hmm. And I'm not doing this, saying this just for the simple fact of him, um, obviously, sponsoring the show. It's just Darren always has a position in healthcare. Hey, I don't care what you call me about. Just call me. If you just need to listen, um, you know, it could be nothing related to pharmacy but he's always been there for me for many many years and it's Um, kind of the same thing it's like um like i was saying it's not just a profession it's it's a choice you're choosing to do it's not we don't have to do this i mean you don't have to do it there's anything you could do Um, no our life could be a saturday night life skit he (laughs) exactly It should be a reality show, but anyway. Oh, it would be. But Darren chooses to do this. He He cares about um, people. He cares about people, and he cares about, truly dedicates his life to this. Yes, he does. And it means a lot to him to make a difference 
through this pharmacy. So Right. And, and and honestly him allowing us to even have this conversation to give thanks to all the healthcare workers. Um, you know, it, it, he didn't he, he didn't tell us what content. He never tells me what content Mm-mm. to talk about. Um it's just in general about healthcare. So uh this shout out is just personal. And um, you know, we do thank him and, and every other uh, pharmacy team that's out there because they have worked so hard through this and they've also, you know, suffered the same challenges as any other business mm-hmm. would, the ups and downs with it. But uh, again, thank you for listening to us uh, today. Uh, thank you for listening to We Think, We Talk. Once again, if you have any questions or you want to share some stories, feel free. It's www.andy@selectcarerx.com. Uh, just send me an email, and I will be happy to read it and answer it. Uh, but I'm sure some of it will be like, oh, what are you even talking about? And that's fine, because I'll always go back to it and clarify some things, because uh, <laughs> clearly that's the name of the show, We Think, We Talk. So uh, it's it's everywhere, but these are not scripted. Uh, so we just really want to you know, know your personal feedback and opinion. Um, so once again, we will be back with an episode next week. And I oh, was going to say thank you for having me. Oh, today. you're no, you're very welcome. And I appreciate you uh, actually coming to the studio with me instead of <laughs> staying home and playing with the dog. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to We Think, We Talk. All information discussed on this show is for entertainment purposes only. Please contact your medical or healthcare professional for more medical advice.